Welcome into season two of Home Field Tailgate. We got college football season right around the corner. Already had a few games. We're really excited to be back here with y'all. We got Addison, uh, new joiner, Will Holloman, Cole Blue are also going to join us. And very excited about this season. We got a lot to talk about. We got some week zero, top 25 recap, and the games ahead. Um, anyways, getting into it. Will, what'd you think of Nebraska uh, going? Oh, you got to gotta get excited. Come on. I'm pumped. That was, I'm fired come up. On. You sound too monotone. I need some uh, uh, some excitement behind the voice. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a fun season. Uh, I'm just glad college football's back. I've missed it. You know, what else do I do on Saturdays? I mean, running gets boring. Hanging out with friends gets boring. College football is consistent and it's always great. I'm excited for that. Mm. If hanging out with friends gets boring, you have the wrong friends. <laughs> Well, well, I think you asked about Nebraska. And I, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I had some why, very high. Why don't you want to talk about it, Will? I had some very lofty expectations for them. Let's just leave it at that. No, what were those? You have to elaborate. You have to elaborate. Well, thankfully, since week zero doesn't count, my, <laughs> my predictions aren't held. You know, they're not official. So, I I unofficially off the record have said that nebraska would start nine and out i might have said that <laughs> so yeah I, I believed in scott frost i, I love the hire of uh uh whipple he was pitts oc and um i just really thought they had a favorable schedule and that they'd turn it around and lo and behold the team picked last in the big 10 west kicked their ass i mean nothing else you can say about it Favorable, dominated them. favorable schedule. They have a top 10 opponent week three in Oklahoma. We'll get to Oklahoma, but yes, we'll get to them. When you say physically dominated, I'm not sure if you have the stats on this or not, but uh, Northwestern's average uh, yards per carry on rush attempts was about 4.9, and Nebraska's was about 3.1 or 3.5. I can't remember. It was one of those two. So Nebraska – got manhandled on the offensive and defensive lines Absolutely. for the majority of the game. You take away the scripted parts of the game, the first five minutes of the, of the game and the first five minutes of the second half, Nebraska was outcoached and um, outperformed. I also found yeah. it really funny that Scott Frost was quick to blame uh, his new offensive coordinator for the lack of production. Yeah, that just shows he's, he's lost it, that he won't make it through the season. I don't uh, – so his buyout decreases significantly like halfway through the season. Is that right? So they completely reconstructed his contract from last year. He had a ridiculous buyout and everything. So um, kind of a whole part of the deal was he restructures his staff, they lower his buyout, and he keeps his job for another year. Yeah. So Nebraska is going to be one of the more coveted jobs this offseason, I think. Um, I don't expect a lot of major jobs to be open outside of maybe Auburn. Um so Nebraska is going to be kind of a, a job people will talk about this offseason. I'm also really curious to see what Nebraska can do in this NIL transition with college football. Apparently, apparently they do have a good a – good, uh, That's what I'm getting at. Collective. They're spending uh, a ton. They've got a lot of transfer money. Yeah. yeah. And we don't have to get on this road right now, but that's just the thing I'm really curious about. Yeah, NIL is an offseason topic, I feel like. Yeah. You could spend a whole thing on it. But um, 
Yeah. So also we can't leave out Vanderbilt. Um, yep. They, that was, I believe their biggest road win since like before world war two. So congrats Vanderbilt. You are holding your own now. Let's see if you can do it against Elon this week. Um, and then, yeah. So of course, obviously with the season, the AP top 25 is out. Addison, all right. We were talking about the top 25. Sorry about that. We had some technical difficulties. William, take us away. Yeah. So, um, kind of the same teams we always expect. You know, Alabama's one, you got Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, which is the same every single year. But, Addison, you were pointing out some, uh, some interesting stuff about the top 10 and kind of a trend that has happened over the past 10, 15 years? So essentially every year for, yeah, the past 10, 15 years, a team in the top 10 uh, falls out of the rankings or at least finishes below 20 at the end of the year. Um, I can't think. It was Texas, Texas A&M maybe last year? North Carolina was in Texas North, A&M. North Carolina. Oh, yeah, North Carolina. I forgot about them. Uh, we saw, seen old, saw Ole Miss do it in 2008. Um, you can go back and look throughout the years. It, it always seems to happen, a team. Um, so I have actually two that I think could possibly do it this year, Texas A&M and Oklahoma. I think Texas A&M has a super hard schedule. I don't love their quarterback play. Um, they're kind of inconsistent at times last year. And anyone can win in the SEC West. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Um, so that's super difficult. Oklahoma, I don't love their quarterback play either. I think Dylan Gabriel's uh, not good. I really don't think he's good. Um, uh, I don't love their offensive coordinator. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good at making adjustments at halftime. Jeff Levy's who we're talking about. I was very happy to see him leave Ole Miss. No, because I'm serious. I do not think – I really don't think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think he's great when the game's in script. When it's off of script, I don't think he's great at making adjustments. Um, Brett Venables, first-time head coach. So, I think Oklahoma can definitely fall out of the top 20, maybe even out of the top 25. Um, I do think Houston uh, could be that team that's further down that ends the season in the top 25. Houston's 24. Houston's 24. I think they could end the season in the top 10. Top 10. Yeah, that's what I figured. Okay. Um, I think those are really good picks. And honestly, if I had to pick one, I'd do Texas A&M. But for the sake of a conversation, let's take a look at Utah for a second. This week they play Florida. I know they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. not saying they're going to lose, but – that's a game that they could lose. They also have games in the Pac-12 versus USC versus Utah versus Oregon and versus Colorado in the season. And Utah's notorious for losing games they should win and winning games they should lose. I think Utah is probably going to end the season in the top 10, but I wouldn't be really blown away if they lost four games this year. Yeah, and um, I'm kind of with Addison. I see two teams. We do pick the same one, um, Oklahoma. I just 
new coaching staff, kind of all the reasons Addison listed. Um, yeah, I just have a hard time with them. I think they're going to go eight and four, and I think at eight and four in the Big 12, that will get you out. And kind of along the same lines, Baylor. Um, I'm not as high on them. Um, and it's not that I don't think they're going to be bad, like when we get to the conference championship picks. I have a minute, but I think they're going to go eight and four as well. So um, it's just kind of one of the – I think the Big 12 is going to kind of eat itself up, and it's just going to knock those teams out. So um, I do have my eye on Texas A&M. I do think they go eight and four. Texas eight and four is a great nickname for them. But um, I just don't – I think that they will be able to – stay in the top 25 with an eight and four record, just with how tough the SEC is going to be this year. Yep. Yep. So. We agree. But let's get into season predictions, unless you'll have anything else to say uh, about the AP top 25. Any sleepers that y'all think are outside the top 25 that are going to come into play? I think Houston, I think Houston is going to be really good. Um, I think they could be your group of five team, depending on how the season plays out. If a group of five team is going to make the playoff, I would, I would say Houston. Mine is currently just the first team out of the top 25 is the Tennessee Volunteers. I think they're going to mirror what Ole Miss was last year. They're going to have a high-level quarterback play, a great offense at times, and an okay defense. I, I literally think they're going to copy Ole Miss and go 9-3 and three or 10-2. and two. And I think if they go 10-2, and two, that'll vault them into the top 10, and I think they're in a yeah. New Year's Six Bowl. That's a great pick. I like that. It's a really good pick. I like Tennessee a lot. That was the first one I chose. I'm also going to say, uh, for the sake of drama, LSU. I think that their ceiling is 10 and 2. I think their floor is probably 6 and 6, 5 and 7. I want to be surprised to see LSU finish 8 and 4, 9 and 3 this year. Yeah. Someone has to go. Someone's going to have to suck in the SEC West, and someone's going to have to step up. Right. Five or six teams, but we'll talk yeah. about that one in a minute. LSU's got the talent. They got the coach. They could suck, but I don't think they'll actually really suck. Yeah. But let's get into the conference play. Um, ACC, the first one on the deck. Uh, Addison, why don't you take charge on this one? What are you thinking? So I'm pretty chalk with ACC for the most part. Um, in the Atlantic side of things, you're going to have a, a two-horse race seemingly with Clemson and North Carolina State. A lot of everyone's high on North Carolina State. I, I think North Carolina State can be a very good, solid team this year. Clemson just has too much talent. Um, you know, last year was a, was a down year for them. People were hard on Dabo, but they, they recruit super well year in and year out. Dabo even hit the transfer portal a little bit this offseason. Um, they're, they're, they're going to – I think they'll – take it back their reins, win the Atlantic Division, play for the championship. The Coastal I had a little bit more difficulty with. Um, I did pick Miami, though. I can't really tell you why. I just feel like Miami could win the, win the Coastal. Um, and then I had Clemson winning it all. Addison, I did the same thing. And we talked about Clemson having a down year. They still went 10-3 and three last year. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly down what Ole Miss did, and we celebrated the 10-3 season. Yeah, that, so. that offense, yeah, we can't – that – they only went nine and three because of how bad the ACC was last year. That that, that, that's was. a fair point. And you I also think Miami. Go, go ahead, Will. Oh no, I was just I was just about to ramble on about how terrible and disgusting that offense was. But go ahead with your picks. It was You're bad. right with NC State. I think NC State's going to be good. Um, Wake Forest with a huge loss with Sam Harmon not being able to play for indefinitely. Um, should come back the season, but Clemson has the blue chips way more than anyone else in the ACC, at least in the Atlantic Division. In the Coastal Division, 
Pittsburgh's going to have a down year compared to last year. I know a lot of people are high on Pittsburgh, but I like Miami. I like how they cleaned up the transfer portal. I like their coaching staff and how they recruited, and they're in a very favorable division. So I know that Clemson and Miami played earlier in the season before the championship. They'll get a rematch, and Clemson will end up winning, probably going back to the playoff. Yeah, so I'm sticking with y'all. Atlantic division, I think it's Clemson's. Um, but just overall as a whole in the ACC, like this is why I think this conference is going to die yeah. with this expansion stuff is it's just bad. It's just a bunch of average. There's nothing that grabs your attention. I could just ramble on that forever too. But um, no, I, Clemson does have the most talent. I think I'm not a big believer in NC State. Um though I do think they finished second in that division. The other division, the Coastal, is going to be entertaining for me because I can't decide between Pitt and Miami. I think Miami has the better quarterback. I'm a big fan of Van Dyke. But, um, do, you, do you like Keaton Slovis? I do like Keaton Slovis, but I like Van Dyke more. Um, I, I kind of lean Pitt in this. I think it's going to be Clemson versus Pitt, and I think Clemson wins the ACC. Other, outside of that, I have nothing else to say about this boring conference. All right. Well, well, you're the Big Ten expert. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the Big Ten? Well, I always preface with this. I always tell people never take my opinion with anything. Uh, you take my opinion with sports. I, I feel like I know what I'm talking about, except <laughs> when it comes to Michigan and Ole Miss. So well, just ignore this. So much but, up his ass well, you were, you, you knew what you you knew what you were talking about with Nebraska last week, also. Okay, but I, I wasn't the only person. Kurt Herbstreit had them winning the West, so like, let's not. They still could. They could, but I don't think they will. I don't. Um, I think that is a bad up for grabs division. But no, I I've convinced myself Michigan's winning the Big Ten again. Um, I think they have the best offensive line in the country. I think they have the best running back duo in the Big Ten. I don't think they could – I think they're going to go with J.J. McCarthy when it's all said and done because he just adds a completely different dynamic. And then Michigan's defense never sucks since Rich Rod. So, I like that. I don't think Ohio State has the defense yet. I don't think they can stop Michigan's run game, and I think Michigan's just going to run it down their throat again. And kind of what you said about the West, it's kind of up for grabs. And I went with Minnesota because I think they have the best quarterback in that division. I'm a big fan of Tanner Morgan. Um, I think their schedule sets up favorably. I almost had I, – I was very tempted with Purdue. I had them finishing second. Um, but kind of going back on my Nebraska hot take, I did not backtrack. I did not pick them to win the division to begin with. I thought they'd start 9-0, and lose the rest of their games to make them finish third. So, yeah, that's my Big Ten thought. Absolutely. Okay, so the East, Ohio State's far and away the best team in yep. the East. And uh, if it was up to me, I would pick Michigan over Ohio State. I, I, I prefer Michigan over Ohio State, for the record. Um, Ohio State's too, got too much talent all across the board. Um, they probably have the better quarterback. I would say they have the better quarterback. They have a worse coach, but when you have that much talent, coaching doesn't matter as much. Um, the West, I mean, I kind of just – Threw a dart at a board with a blindfold on, and I hit and I hit Purdue. So we're riding with Purdue in the West. Addison, I agree with everything that you said. 
Um, I think Ohio State's going to win the division on the east side and the west side. I also have Purdue. And really the only reason I have Purdue is if you look at their schedule, they don't play Ohio State, they don't play Michigan, and they don't play Michigan State out of the east. Oh. So really the only ranked team they have is Wisconsin away, October 22nd. Their two biggest games are tomorrow and October 22nd. The rest of them, I guess Iowa will be tough-ish, but they don't really have a tough schedule. That's why I picked Purdue. I see. Uh, look, Purdue's going to win the East now. I mean, the yeah. West. You can beat me. Purdue's winning. It the doesn't West. matter. Either yeah, in Ohio State's going to win every game until they play in the national championship. But whatever. Okay, that's bad take. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Big Twelve. Tell me a little. Let's bit. keep running through this. Uh, we'll go to the Big Twelve, uh, the conference that soon to add the University of Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston, and BYU. Is that right? Yeah, whatever. Like doesn't that. matter. Um, it's not that good of a conference. I really don't think Texas is going to be as good as people think they are. I honestly don't think Quinn Ewers is going to finish the season as the starting quarterback. I think that Oklahoma and Baylor will probably be in the championship and Oklahoma's going to be. Will? Um, have one of the same teams as you, um, but I, I like this conference. I think it's fun. Like, the ACC, like – Obviously, the Big 12 is the same level of football as the ACC, but, like, it's more exciting offenses. There's more personalities. Yeah, that's fair. The, the, it's more even across the board. Like, of course, the ACC just has Clemson. Like, that's the team. And um, so I think this I think this conference is going to be chaotic. I think Oklahoma State finishes far ahead of everybody. I have them going 11-1, and one, first place, Big 12. And then I have Baylor, like, finishing – third like or tied for, with three other teams for second place and i don't know like baylor was just the team when i went through this the schedule that got that spot so um i like oklahoma state i think they're going to be um a team right there in playoff contention the whole season um I, they're gonna they're a top 10 team the whole year for me well i like that i'm a huge mike gundy fan um How can you not? I love Mike Gundy. And I did have – at first I had Oklahoma State, but they, they didn't have a great offense last year, and they lost a lot from that offense. So I actually moved them down to third. Um, at first I had them winning, I moved them down to third. Before I tell you my, my actual predictions, I want to run through a few things for you. Yeah. The University of Kansas, KU, basketball school, Bill Self. The football program, however – a team that went to Austin, Texas last year and beat the Hook'em Horns. They returned the most starters out of any Big Ten team. Big 12. Big 12 team. They only have 10 schools. Big 12 team. Big 12. Thanks, I know. I know. It's whatever. Um, they returned 14 starters out of a team uh, from on a team that beat Texas last year. Or was it 19? It's not score? saying much, though. Beating Texas isn't a big deal. That's true. Texas wasn't great. They went 5-7 and seven last year. And go 5-7 um, again. This is easily the most intriguing conference. I think it's a lot of even teams throughout. I think they can beat up on themselves a little bit. Um, I do think one team – I think there's going to be one team that separates itself from the pack. Um, I don't think it's going to be Oklahoma State because of what I said. Kansas State University returns a great running back. Deuce Vaughn, and they have the transfer quarterback uh, from Nebraska, Martina. Um, they also return a lot. I think Kansas State 
is going to be very good. Baylor also returns a lot. I think those two teams are right there together. I think one of them is going to separate itself a little bit from the pack. I really don't know which one. So I'm kind of just going to go with what happened last year, and I'm going to lean towards Baylor to win this conference. Fair. Dave Aranda. Yeah, I love Dave Aranda. They're probably the best head coach in the Big 12. Um, they returned four of their five starter offensive linemen, and it was one of the best offensive lines last year. Um, he's a great defensive coach. I think they'll be able to protect the quarterback. I think they'll be able to run the football when they won't. And I think they'll play solid defense and they'll win more games than anyone else. Spoken like a true champion, Addison Harbor. Speaking of a conference of champions, the Pac-12, Addison. The conference about to die. <laughs> we'll start um, with you. This one was pretty easy for me. Uh, I think there's too much hype around USC. A lot of people love them. Yep. Um, Arizona State. They outperformed expectations last year. Now the NCAA spotlight's a little bit bigger. They had a lot of players transfer out. Herm Edwards is probably not going to be the coach next season. Arizona's bad. Stanford's not any good anymore. Um, Washington's not ready to be compete again. Um, it's, it's going to be Oregon or Utah. And I think we saw what Utah did to them last year twice. Um, I think Utah's going to do that again. Now, I'll, I'll probably repeat myself on this, but I'm, I'm, I'll have Utah on my mind, so I'll go ahead and say it. I think Utah's going to beat Florida this weekend simply because they can their line play is good enough to compete with an SEC school like Florida. Yeah. We went four and eight last year. I'll go ahead and preface that. Uh, I think Utah's going to win this conference again. I'm same with you. I don't really buy the USC hype. I think that they have a lot of talent, but I think it's really difficult to for a roster to find so much continuity so quickly. And they had 30 transfers this year, um, which is an absolute insane amount. Um, I see that's too quick. I think USC possibly could be a team that contention back 12 in the future. I guess the Big Ten in the future, but this year it's going to be Utah versus Oregon. I also have Utah to do. Um. So, I, it's not that I buy the USC hype. It's yeah. more that I buy the Pac-12 being a terrible Shame. football conference. Yeah. Um, USC has the best quarterback in the conference by far. They have no. Who do you think's Who do you think's close? Are you gonna say Bo Nix? No, Utah's quarterback. Oh, what's, his what's his name? What is his? Don't look it up. Look at us. What's yep, his that's name? Exactly right. I think it off the top of my head. Exactly. rising. Well, congrats after you looked it up. Um, I couldn't think of it. Caleb Williams. We'll see. No, we'll see at the end of the year. Okay, we will. Um, USC is going to win the Pac-12. I think they will play Oregon in the championship game. Um, no, I take that back. I keep going back and forth. <laughs> Oregon is going to take a minute for them to get that physicality level. I, I just thought of that game from last year. USC where Utah just, where you, Utah just Utah. twice. So I think it's going to be USC and Utah, and I like USC. They might split. Utah might beat them in the regular season, but I think USC gets the title when it's all said and done. But uh, my random hot take that I have from this conference is this conference is going to produce a team that goes 0-12. And what is that team? The Colorado Buffaloes. Really? They're going to go what? 0-12. That's what is it that do. screams 0 and 12? They have a really tough non conference schedule. 
They, I think they play, they play Minnesota, they play TCU, and they play Air Force. And then they have all those nine games. I think Arizona is going to be a little improved. I just don't see where they're going to win a Pac-12 game, and I don't see where they're going to win an Oncon game. I don't think they're going to be – Air Force is supposed to be pretty good this year. So, I mean, sorry for, for – uh, I think it's going to be a long season to be a Buffalo. They have enough stuff in Colorado to keep them entertained. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, do they, they still have a live Buffalo? They do. It's the best mascot in sports. That's so cool. All right, our favorite conference, SEC. The best conference. Does anyone right. not have yeah. Bama versus Georgia with Bama winning? I that's what I have. I that's just what's gonna happen. Will's Will. gonna be cute and talk though. No, I've tried everything in my power not to, but I just keep coming to the same thing because I don't think Tennessee is gonna get if Tennessee played Georgia in Athens, I mean in Knoxville, you maybe could convince me. But I just I think it's just the talent gap is too big. And I think Alabama is going to murder A&M. The only team I think that can press Alabama in the West is Ole Miss. And I'm not picking Ole Miss because I fear for my life. And if I pick Ole Miss and they, I, they'll, I'll get blamed for it. So, all right. I think Ole Miss is the dark horse. I'm not picking them. I think Ole Miss on the record, I have them on the record going nine and three. Off the record. Not, off the record, I'm not talking about my opinion. <laughs> Let's just say a certain coach on staff has been really building my expectations for them. So, all right, do either of y'all have a hot take for the SEC? Then I don't think Kentucky finishes in the top three of the East. Let me look. Um, they might finish three, but I really am not a believer in that. <sighs> what did I say? Oh, I have a hot take Alabama loses one game in the regular season. And it's Ole Miss. Nope, I have no idea. I didn't say I didn't say to Ole Miss. I said one game. It could be to Tennessee. It could be Arkansas. It could be to Ole Miss. Could be I think LSU. Georgia will. I think Georgia will lose a game. I think Georgia might. Yeah, Georgia might lose two. They lost a ton last year. That Oregon game is going to be interesting. I know we'll get to the picks later, but mm-hmm. that game I'll have. That's going to be a very telling game. Yep, we'll a lot. Well. We're going to get the picks later. We're at the picks now. We're through the yeah. conferences. Let's go. Right. Lots and lots of football this weekend. We had a taste. We had an appetizer of real football, college football at week zero. Now we have the damn entree. Let's right. go. Starting on Thursday, we have a full slate on Thursday night. And we have West Virginia plus seven and a half at Pittsburgh. They're running for this game's 51. Old rivalry renewed. Talking about the old Big East. William, what do you have for me? This is probably the game I've struggled with the most. Um, I'm pretty – I think West Virginia is a sleeper in the Big 12. I think they're vastly improved. I mean, this is – it's funny. This is a former USC quarterback match with JT Daniels. Slovis. The time. They're there at the same time. So, this is at Pitt. Um, I, I like Pitt in this game. I don't think they cover. I think seven and a half is a little too much. I think this is a field goal one touchdown game. So I've also already taken West Virginia uh, plus seven and a half. If you're curious about money line, it's plus two forty on most of your favorite sports books right now. So you're uh, feeling a little frisky. You can do that as well. I don't think that West Virginia has enough talent to win, but I do think they're going to cover kind of Yeah. Um so my book my book actually had West Virginia at plus eight the other day. I went ahead and got it at that. Um, 
I like that. I like West Virginia with the points. I really do. Um, they hired Texas A&M's former defensive coordinator to be their head coach. Um, I think they're going to be vastly improved. Uh, Pittsburgh lost a lot. They lost their top wide receiver. Um, they, of course, they have some transfers in. But I, I like West Virginia with the points. I care less about the over-under. I have no idea about that. If I had to guess, I would say the over. Um, the bet percentage right now for this game, uh, as far as 48% to 52%. Um, however, the big money has been going to Pitt like with the spread. 73% of the money is on Pitt. That makes me like West Virginia more. Okay. The other game we have is not – I mean, I think we're all going to go the same way with this, but it's just kind of fun to bring it up is Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. Um the last time these two teams played, uh, Oklahoma State lost on one of the more controversial finishes in college football history. Um, they lost in an untimed down from a penalty that CMU committed. And it was a Hail Mary down like to the five-yard line, and then they lateraled it across the field, and CMU won. Um, I don't think any of those players were in junior high when that happened, but Mike Gundy was there, so he. This might be a little bit of a revenge game for him. So, yeah, um, I, I like. It's a twenty-one and a half point line. I, I like OSU to cover. He's lame. Lame. So I would be nervous about Ohio Oklahoma State covering just because, like I said, they weren't great on offense last year. They lost some of that offense. I think if I had to guess, three touch more than three touchdowns would be a stretch for them in this game. I would lean Central Michigan's way to cover. Like it. Got a little bit of um, disagreement. Yeah, that's what I want right there. Um, we'll go we'll kind of move on forward to Tennessee versus Ball State. Uh, Thursday game, you know, the Balls had a great year last year. A lot of momentum going into the season, returning quarterback, Hinton Booker. Um, second year, third time starter. Got 21 and a half points as a favorite versus Ball State. Um, I kind of like Tennessee to win, to cover, and honestly, I like the over as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm kind of – I think Tennessee is going to put on a show. I think this will be – I think they're going to – they might uh, they might score 60 by themselves. Um, yeah. Uh, they're going to cover. They're going to win this with ease. The ball's back, baby. But, uh, no, I like – I think they're going to they're going to be the team that finishes behind Georgia. Um, that game in Athens in late November will be deciding who goes to Atlanta. Um, I'm just I, I when you have I think they have the best quarterback outside of Bryce Young, and uh, yeah, that that'll get you to it so far. Got Ole Miss so far last year, um, so yeah. Um, my printout has this lot spread wrong. The spreads. 35 and a half. Oh, it's 35. I still take them. Um, I would also – like. I think Tennessee's going to blow them out of the water. However, yeah. I did see a stat say Ball State has, like, against their um, last games, against they're like 18 and 5 against the spread in their past 23 games or something. I don't know. But 70% of the bets are on Tennessee and 82% of the money's on Tennessee um, so at 35 and a half. So, Tennessee is virtually a lock. As far as Vegas is concerned, Vegas loves Tennessee. Yep. All right. The second best game of Thursday night, Penn State 
minus three and a half at Purdue. Well, you're the Big Ten. I've been torn on this. Um, both these teams hate to play in the spotlight. They love to lose these type of games. Um, I like Purdue in this game. They're at home. I'm not a James Franklin fan at all by any means. Find someone that does more. Find find someone that does less with more. Um, there's no excuse for them to go seven and six at Penn State. Um, and I think they're going to follow it up with another mediocre season. I just I like I like Purdue in this game. Okay. This is Purdue's second hardest game of the entire season, um, preseason at least, as we've already mentioned. Um, I like them to win. They're three and a half point underdog at home. I think they win outright. I'm kind of with Will on this one. Ooh, I've got Penn State by a field goal. I think Penn State's the better team. It's at Purdue. It makes it difficult. Um, I think Purdue covers three and a half, but I like Penn State outright. I now would take the under. I'm oh, not I'm taking the under. Yeah. I'm not a huge over-under guy. I would take the under. I'm not betting on over-under because I have a history of failing miserably of over-under, but I would take the under, which means you should probably take the under. So yeah. Penn State is getting quick note on this. Penn State's getting 60% of the money. Purdue's getting – I mean, excuse me, Penn State's getting 60% of the bets. Purdue's getting 69% of the money, though. So Vegas is putting their money on the Boilermakers to cover. They need them to win, uh, for sure. Vegas doesn't take many losses. So, I will. So, Thursday night, I have a great teaser for y'all while we're talking about it. Um, you know, go to go to your favorite sports book to do your teasers. I have West Virginia plus 13.5, Purdue plus 9.5, and, a, you know, par, parlay teaser type deal. Um, it, the odds are minus 110. I love it. I love it. I think it's a lot. I think West Virginia – Definitely doesn't lose by two touchdowns. I don't think Purdue loses by more than nine at all. So, I think that's your lock for Thursday night. Okay. All right. If you're listening to this, I'm going to bet. Let's see. So, next we got Louisiana Tech traveling to Columbia, Missouri. Um, I don't really have much to say about this game. Um, Drinkwitz was trying to get kids on campus to skip their classes on Friday and come to the game. He said you can make up the absences and make up the time that you missed in class for a memorable moment, cheering on your team. Something weird like that, but whatever. It's Louisiana Tech. I think Louisiana Tech covers. Um, I'm not a believer in Missouri. I think this could be – I don't think Drinkwitz gets himself fired this year, but I think he puts himself firmly on the hot seat for next year. I think they're going to have a they're going to roll out a four and eight type season, and this may be a team that Vanderbilt can get. Um, so that's my I think I think they win, but nineteen and a half. I like Louisiana Tech's new coach comes from that spread air raid type system. They're going to be able to move the ball and put up points. So. Yeah, I, I think I would lean towards Drinkwitz getting fired this year if he doesn't get fired. His his seat's going to be on fire. He's not going to have a hot seat. It's there's going to be a flame. Uh, <laughs> I think Louisiana. If I I'm not I'm not doing anything with this game, but I would lean Louisiana Tech to cover. Yep. I think it's going to have a lot of points to over under. Yeah, I don't know. Gross. Yeah. Moving into the Friday games, we have um, Western Michigan versus the best team of last year in the state of Michigan, Michigan State, 
Michigan State comes in as a 22 and a half point favorite. The over under is 54 and a half. Couldn't finish that with, with laughing because you know that bullshit. <laughs> hey, I mean, they proved it on the field. They did. Um, they did by losing to Purdue the next week. I'm not a huge believer in Michigan State this year. I think they, they lost their best playmaker. Um, also, their division of the Big Ten is the most competitive out of the Big Ten. They're obviously going to be Western Michigan. I don't really think they'll cover. And I don't like the over-under either. I, I would probably go under on that. Yeah, Michigan State is a fraud. They won't finish in the top 25. They're going to roll out a 75-8-4 type season. Um, they're not going to cover this game. This game's going to be ugly. They're going to win. It's never going to be in doubt, but it's going to be like one of those 24 to like 12 type games. Like it's just going to be ugly. Um, but they have a really tough schedule too, and – we didn't talk about them, and I don't think we talk about them in picks, but Maryland is someone that some people are sleeping on too. So that's just another tough game in that Big Ten East that is loaded. So I think Michigan State takes a very decent step back this year. I could care less about it. All right, <laughs> Illinois plus three at Indiana. Will, let, we're only talking about these two games because they're Friday night. On Friday. That's the only yeah. reason they're on our schedule. I care less. Will. Tell me Come about on. Illinois and Indiana. Illinois plus three. Illinois, Indiana have a long historic rival being bordering states. It's it's a very heated game. Um, no, but um, Indiana was historically bad last year. Um, they went two and ten. We're not – that. I don't have to say anything about that. Um, as we saw from Illinois last week, they, they covered that line against Wyoming. Um, I forgot what it was, but I felt like it was a fairly safe cover, too. Um, I like Illinois to win this game outright. Uh, they're a three-point dog, but I, I'm Brett Bielema is starting to build, put that Big Ten mold onto Illinois, and I think they're, they're going to be formidable and they're going to be a solid program. But I just don't think it's the – I think Tom Allen's run at Indiana is coming to an end. I think they had that magical COVID season, and that's about it. Kind of with you, I like Illinois plus three here. For the sake of fading Will, which I highly suggest <laughs> anyone's making picks uh, based on us, I would fade Will, and I'd go Indiana minus three. Now time to the big games on Saturday. Well, I say big games, and we lead off with this. <laughs> it'll be an interesting game. Um, North Carolina travels to App State. Um Will, can you tell me about a power five oh, team that is actually? I don't like – oh, I feel – will you let me finish? <laughs> Multiple ACC like, teams are doing this this weekend. I don't like people playing Appalachia State week one. It's just kind of something that hurts me. Um, Why is that? We're not going to talk about that, but this game's in Boone. Um, this is going to be their Super Bowl. Like, this is – they dream for this. Um and Appalachians, like, that's a tough place to play. Like, that's a bucket list type game uh, stadium to go to. It's in the mountains up in Boone. It's beautiful. Um, I like Appalachian State here. I, I really do. I think, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you anything about the two teams in detail, but App State is just, it speaks to their, their culture and program that they built. And I'm just not a believer in Mac Brown. I think. We saw they were preseason top 10 last year, and they fell apart. That defense got shredded by uh, Florida A&M last week, too. So, give me App State. 
Um, this game's essentially a pick 'em. I don't even know if we mentioned that. Uh, now North Carolina did not look good. Did not look good last week against a very underwhelmed Florida A and M team. They may have just not been. Now that game was never in doubt or anything like that. They may have just didn't want to show anything, even though Philongo's offense only has five plays. Um, hey, hey, it's like twenty-two actually. So give me credit. Um, Will was a coach when Phil Longo was at Ole Miss. Will was on. I was straight. not. No, I was not. Right, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You I were was under the guy you were shitting on, Jeff Levy. Yeah. So, Never mind. He's a great um, offense coordinator. So that's that's my defense. Um, I I, I think North Carolina's North Carolina's going to win this game. I think. Well, shit. I side with Will, but come on now. <laughs> I, I think Appalachian State's going to win this game. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on this game. I would not bet not, on this I'm game. not touching this game. Yeah. I'll tell you a game <laughs> that I am going to be betting on is the next game we're talking about, Arkansas uh, versus Cincinnati. Arkansas is a six-point favorite. Cincinnati returning after making the college football playoff, the first team to do it. I think they just lose too much. Arkansas has too much coming back, at least for this game. Um, I like Arkansas minus six. Everybody actually bet on it. Yeah, I don't have much to add to this. Cincinnati lost too much. Like, everybody makes the deal about Ritter, but they lost the best corner from last year. Yeah. College, college football. football. Yeah, he yeah. locked on half the field. That place is in, in one of the more underrated hostile environments. They're going to get overwhelmed. Arkansas covers with ease. Also, just side thing, talk about Arkansas's choice to play BYU, Cincinnati, and Liberty this year as they're out of conference games. It's those type of games that you schedule that, like, they don't help you if you win, and they don't real they hurt you so bad that you just play them to begin. Like, it makes no sense yeah. why you play those teams. That's good to that. Yeah. So Cincinnati last season um, was had skill players, had a great quarterback. They had good line play, but not great line play. We saw them get exposed against Alabama um, a little bit. For sure, Alabama ran the ball, just decided they were going to run the ball most of that game and did so at will and controlled the pace, controlled the game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati lost some pieces. Um, Arkansas is built like Alabama on the lines. Arkansas has is going to have a good offensive line. I don't really know about their defensive line. I think they may have lost pieces there. Will would know more than I would for sure about those details. The problem is Arkansas doesn't have any – uh, skill players at wide at wide receiver that would make me a little nervous against you got a, one against a different team but not uh, Cincinnati. I mean they were playing they were letting Hendon Hooker take wide receiver on one snaps at one point and fall. Uh, uh, the, 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 not Hendon Hooker. What's his name? Malik Hornsby. Malik Hornsby. Malik Hornsby. I'm so sorry. Malik <laughs> um, <clears throat> Hornsby, the backup quarterback, was taking snaps at wide receiver one. Um, I think Arkansas is going to run the ball against them. Arkansas is a quarterback that also likes to run the ball, and he's like 6'6", 260 or something. Poor man's Cam Newton. Um, yeah, he's not as fast or athletic, and he doesn't throw no, the ball as well. He's talented in general. No. Um, <laughs> but I, think Arkansas, I think Arkansas will beat them by a touchdown because they'll run the ball. I think yeah. I would take the under. I'm not like oh, I said. I'm not betting any over unders this week. I got burned on them last weekend, but I think I'd lean the under. I'm very curious to see what Cincinnati looks like this year. Yeah, 
just like in general. I think they've built a solid program, Mm -hmm. but that last year's is hard to replicate, especially after you lost that all that. Yeah, first first game of the year at Arkansas. Seventy uh, percent of the bets are on Arkansas. Fifty-eight percent of the money at six and a half. So there you go. The sharps are on Cincinnati, though. Yeah. Well, I'll 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 leave with this one. This is my upset of the day. This will be the headliner. The number seven Utah Utes travel to Florida and leave with a loss. Florida has a better quarterback. I'm a big fan of Anthony Richardson. Um, I just don't think – I mean, just playing in the swamp at night is going to be something else. I think um, I'm a big fan of Billy Napier. I think he's creative enough, and he'll he'll put those guys in the best situation to win that game. I just don't – Utah struggles with teams that they're more talented with that, that I mean that are more talented with than them. They don't struggle with physicality. So I do agree with what you were saying is that their physicality I think will keep them in the game. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed, but um once I th- I think this comes down to pack the difference between the Pac-12 and the SEC. I, I th- I'd take up I think Florida goes like 7 and 5 this year, but I'd take them over Utah. Utah loses this game, the Pac-12 is screwed. I agree. The Pac-12 is already screwed. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I'm not touching this game because I think Florida can win well. Um, But I think year one of Billy Napier's campaign, I like Anthony Richardson a lot. But I think that Utah's got more experience. But I'm not betting on this game. We'll cover two. Utah is going to beat Florida. Utah is going to cover. All right. Okay. It's as simple as that. I'm so confident <laughs> in this. I'm picking it in my survivor pool that I'm in. Um, <clears throat> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident in the Utes. Uh, you said it yourself, their, their physicality. They can play with a team like Florida. Florida's had too much chaos, too much go on last year. They're bringing in a new staff. They aren't ready for this caliber of team in Billy Napier's first game. They just aren't ready. They're not going to be there yet. Utah is going to win this game by a touchdown. Touchdown's a touchdown. You're acting like it's a blowout. I would take the over. I actually love the over in this game. Take the over. Do it. I would not bet. I would never bet. That, betting two and a half on an under. That is, if you like Utah to win, that'd be dumb. It's 51. The over under is 51. Oh, I was looking at the line. I thought you were talking about the yeah, line. He was, no, he was saying, yeah. No, I think Anyways. Utah covers. I think Utah covers. I also think the game goes over 51 points. Yeah. Just also for anybody listening, I don't gamble because when I put money on things, I typically lose. So Will thinks the world revolves around him. I do. Like, Thank he you. actually says. The game uh, that uh, is a bit of a revenge tour uh, for the – other school in Mississippi. Mississippi State uh, is supposed to Memphis this Saturday. Uh, Mississippi State is a 15-point favorite. The over-under is 56 and a half. Uh, definitely a revenge game. I think a lot of guys on that team think they really shouldn't have lost last year, especially with, was it like a punt return, like a kick return that was ran back for your touchdown? Do you remember that? Uh, I, they were like three different calls that the yeah. refs absolutely botched. I mean, like it's 
not going to sit here and explain them all, but they yeah. got uh, Mississippi State should have won that game last year. I think Mississippi State covers. <clears throat> I do too. I have nothing to add. Um, real quick sidebar. I want to talk about Mike Leach for a second. Sometimes I love him. Sometimes I hate him. I love his off the wall interviews um, when he gets going and whatnot. However, I hate now that I'm around him a lot more and hear much more of his things. I hate how he's always <clears throat> clearing his throat and coughing and all that bullshit he does. Um, and um, <clears throat> well, I I think <clears throat> our quarterback Will Rogers <clears throat> is going to be good. Whatever, dude. Shut up. I can't listen to you talk for more than 60 seconds sometimes. He did say – someone asked him – I love this answer. Someone asked him if he thought his players would have extra motivation or if he would use last year's game as extra motivation for this game against Memphis. And he said, if I have to give my players extra motivation to play a football game, they aren't real football players and I don't want them on my team. I'm a little bit of a paraphrasing there, but that's essentially what he said, and I love that. Um, I think that should be the mentality of every team. Um, I love that that's his mentality. Mississippi State's not losing to Memphis again this year. But I, that's a lot of points. I, I don't know about the spread. I don't think Mississippi State loses, but that's a lot of points. They'll cover that. I think they cover too. I think um, I'd like the over here. I think State will put up 40-something points on their own. So you think Memphis is capable of scoring 17 points? Yeah. See, I don't think Mississippi State gets in the 40s. I think they're in the low 30s, but Memphis is like at 10. I think it's like a 31-10 game. I think I think State State has is an experienced quarterback. He's been in this uh, offense for, you know, three years now. Um, going into his third year. Going into – yeah, his third year. Um, three off-seasons with it, even though the first one was kind of a BS off-season because of COVID. Uh, they they say – the reports in Starkville that they think they're deeper at wide receiver. They have more options there. I, I don't know if that's true or not. But if that is the case, um, they think their offensive line hopefully has improved. They had to go in the portal to get that. I think they can score points against Memphis. If they can't score points against Memphis – First game of the year, screwed. they're screwed in the SEC yeah. West. Yeah. Um, and I actually think State is decently talented, have a, have a solid roster, and I think they can score 40. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be a fun game to watch. Um, a couple of nightcap games we have going on. The first one is going to be Oregon um, versus Georgia, the reigning national champion. Oregon is a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. Over-under is a 53-point, to remember. Bo Nix, the uh, former starting quarterback of Auburn, is now the starting quarterback at Oregon. So, I'm very familiar with Georgia and being in Auburn with that huge rivalry. I really like Georgia plus 17 and a half. I think all Georgia's definitely going to win. Excuse me, Oregon plus 17 and a half. Georgia's going to win, but I think Georgia just lost a lot and it's going to take time for those guys to match. Yeah, I, Oregon covers. Easily, I think this is a one possession game and very tight. I think George, I George, I think George is going to win, but I think it's going to be a very stressful day if you're a if you're a Georgia Bulldog. I, I just they lost so much off that team. They're still uber talented and still more talented and better yeah. than Oregon, but there is some transition time with it. And Oregon's no pushover. I mean, Bo Nix has played this Georgia defense before when they were at their 
highest level. So also Dan Lanning knows the Georgia system very well. Like he he knows that he was there. He was defense coordinator. I don't so like buying that. I don't buy that system stuff as much because I mean, for years people have said, "Oh, he knows the Nick Saban system," and it took however many years till Jim. Okay, well that's Nick Saban. Okay, but I mean Kirby Smart's but, on the no, same. You're right. Level. You you've been in a building before, so you know. Okay, there it is. Um, so th- what scares me the most, I got this game at plus 17 and a half. A lot of books have it at plus 17 right now. Um, so you might have to buy an extra point if you're betting this, mm-hmm. uh, a half point if you want that extra. Because I-, I think it's going to be right around that. I'm worried about Oregon's physicality against an SEC um, line. Now, we did see them go into um, Ohio State last year, wherever that town is, and and win on the road as a 14-point dog last year. We saw them well there. Um, so Oregon is very capable, I think, still, you know, year in, year out. They recruit well on the West Coast. They get a lot of good talent. Um, I don't think they'll be physical enough to keep it a one-possession game, Will, um, but I think they can cover 17-and-a-half. I think – do you, want to share, do you want to share with um, our people that are listening what you said when I first said, am I crazy or is this like a really good bet, 17 and a half? Oh, I love it. What did I say? You said, however much you can bet, it's not enough. That's what <laughs> hey, you said. Hey, and, and the people in Vegas also agree because 82, <laughs> 82% of the money's on Oregon. 82% of the money. So the books love Oregon at plus 17, plus 17 and a half. Um, George is not getting a lot of love on this game from from the books or from uh, the public. Everyone's all – I mean, that's a lot of points. George, I think I think um, Oregon will cover because Georgia's defense with all the new – I mean, they had like eight players on defense get drafted. Like that, they're, they have too much newness for the first game of the year, um, in my opinion, to win by more than – to win by 18 points. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think they very can well win. still make it to the playoff. That's, yeah, that's, I don't think they. I don't think first game of the year they can beat Oregon by three touchdowns. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm placing my bet on. Mm-hmm. The best game of the night, what I think is going to be, or hopefully the best game of the night, we're going to yeah. go up to Northern Will's country. Notre Dame plus seventeen at Ohio State. First, don't ever, refer, don't ever refer to my country as Ohio. That's no, I said the North. I said the, the North, North country. The Midwest. You inferring like Ohio as a part of it. I, I don't want to have anything to do with that. <laughs> um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'm going to rant. Yeah, go. Addison, I want you to go first. All right, so I actually – I bet this game early when it was Notre Dame plus 15. I took Notre Dame because – I think it could be two touchdowns. I think Ohio State could win by two touchdowns. Um, I mean, if you get that extra point, I think that extra point is worth a million dollars in this scenario. Now it's been bet. Ohio State's been bet all the way up to 17, 17 and a half. Um, So I really love Notre Dame. Obviously, other people don't, but I like Notre Dame. 65% of the money's on Ohio State. I think Notre Dame is going to be good enough on defense to keep this game within that many points. Um, and I think Ohio State's defense is not good enough to keep Notre Dame within that many points. You may even you, there may have to be a backdoor cover here, but I think Notre Dame covers that. 
Like I, I, I think that's I think that's I think the future's bright for Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman. I think he's gonna be a really good coach. Yep. I think that he's recruiting at a high level. I still think he has some room to grow. Um Notre Dame I, I think Ohio the- State's going by two touchdowns, but I'm 17 block points. I, I can't bet on that. But I think Notre Dame probably covers Ohio State wins by seven, like two touchdowns. Something that also gave me a little bit of confidence on this game. Last year, Vegas loved Ohio State against Oregon, and Oregon won outright. Yeah. So I think there is every year. Um, Ohio State's not Alabama. Yeah. But I think people want to view them and try to view them as Alabama. And I don't think they are. Now, I think this year they are going to be competitive to that. I think they're close. They return a ton of talent. They recruit well. Recruit well. Will shaking his head at me. But they recruit uh, well. They're better than Michigan. They have better roster than Michigan. Better quarterback than Michigan. Um, aside from that, I just think I just think that's too many points. I love Notre yeah. Dame with the points. I love that Notre Dame kept, even though they had a coaching change, they promoted their DC. Everyone loves him. They kept a lot of uh, continuity on the team, on the coaching staff. Um, they just lost Brian Kelly. Yeah. Which I think Brian Kelly is great, but I think Marcus Freeman is going to be just as good. I really do. I think I, I think highly of him. Um, I mean, I just like – I like Notre Dame here for points. I think, yeah. Um, it has been eight years since the Ohio State Buckeyes have lived up to any expectations that were put in front of them. They constantly fall short. Every year, it's the same thing. It's, oh, my gosh, this is the team that's finally going to challenge Alabama from the north. And every single year, it's the same thing. They drop an early game to Oregon, then they show all this, and then Michigan just kicks the shit out of them for four quarters. They lost their two best receivers off of last year's team. They don't – their defense is still bad, object or below average at best. And then also, a lot of people keep saying, why is Notre Dame always ranked so high? Someone pulled out – I forgot who it was. I saw on Twitter. Notre Dame has outperformed their ranking every year since 2016. Wow. So, by that logic, they're going to make the playoff this year, and I have them in the playoff. <laughs> I actually do have Notre Dame in the playoff. I think they lose this game, but – They win the rest of it. You think they, they win out? out. I they think play Clemson they again. Have they play Clemson. They, they play Clemson in Clemson. I don't think Clemson yeah. makes. I think Clemson wins the ACC, but doesn't make the playoff. Um, what a hell of a schedule for Marcus Freeman's first year at Notre Dame. Yeah. But, but Notre Dame is going to lose this game. It's going to be incredibly. It's going to be an entertaining game. I think they're very even. But this this anointing Ohio State as some challenger to Alabama is just a joke. Ohio State's not going to be that. I mean, we saw what happened last time they played on the field against each other. Alabama exposed them. Um, so, I like – I feel this is probably my lock of the week is Notre Dame is going to cover this line. It is going to be – Lock of the week. Okay. It is going to be Notre Dame cover. Notre I like it. Will's lock of the week. There you go. That's, I don't I don't want to say anything else because – I like it. I like it. Before we go to Sunday and Monday's games, did either one of y'all have any games that y'all – Particularly liked or wanted to discuss. Um, uh, I like NC State minus eleven and a half at ECU. Um, I like that a lot. I've already bet on it. I want to call it my lock of the week, but I love NC State minus eleven and a half. Okay. You also have another lock of the week. If you have a lock of the week, that save it for the the end. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. 
Um, Sunday, we got a very interesting game of two what have been chaotic programs. LSU seems to have found themselves a little bit. We all know Florida State's a train wreck waiting to be uh, waiting to happen. So that gives away my pick. I think LSU covers. It's a three and a half. They're a three and a half point favorite. I think they win pretty easily. I don't think this is much. I'm. It's kind of an interesting game just because of the helmets, but otherwise, I, I'm not really intrigued by this game by a matchup perspective or anything. This is my lock of the week. This I is think your lock LSU, of the week. I think LSU defensive line is phenomenal, and I think that from a talent standpoint, they're far and above Florida State. And I also think they have a superior coach. And when you're three for three for that, even though their answers, not really good answers for quarterbacks and both these guys just yet, um, I would lean with LSU. So LSU minus three and a half is a lot. All right. So this is my stay away game of the week. Now, okay. at the end of the day, I think LSU, or one of my, st- another stay away game for me, I think LSU is going to win this game. Um, I could see it being a field goal game. I could. I feel like it is a little more likely LSU wins by more than that. Um, but LSU has a new coach, a ton of transfers, first game of the year, all that against a solid Florida State team makes me nervous. Now, it is going to essentially be a home game for LSU in New Orleans. That helps them a lot. Superdome is going to be rowdy. They're going to be eating gumbo. They're going to be drinking whiskey. It's going to be a raucous environment. That helps them for sure. Um Florida State seemingly turned a corner last year, and they looked the part against DeQueen Air, however you say their name, last weekend. Florida State's had a warm-up game. They've had a – Wait, repeat. Wait, how would you say it? DeQueenie. Duquesne. 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 Cole uh, said DeQuince when we were watching the game last week. He said DeQuince. Um, if you got that game early, Florida State covered. If you got it late, they did not cover because it ended up being 42 and a half. Anyways, Florida State's had a dress rehearsal. That gives me some confidence on their end. And I could very easily see Brian Kelly's first game at LSU being a loss. And that would be so funny to me. I would love that more than anything. I think it's more likely they win and cover. um, But I'm staying away from it. That's my two cents. Not that anyone cares. Yeah, I care. Um, Monday's game, we have Clemson. Lots of talk about them on this already. Uh, it's a 22-point favorite versus Georgia Tech. Over-under is at 49. Um, Georgia Tech doesn't win the triple option anymore and hasn't for a few years, so I don't really know what their identity is anymore. Uh, we'll let you kind of take lead on this. Well, I'm just saying Clemson should cover, but I don't know if anybody saw this, but Diego the Sea the Diego the Sea Lion from the Georgia Aquarium picked Georgia Tech to win this game outright. So I will never go against the Sea Lion. Uh, Georgia Tech's going to cover. Um, <laughs> Clemson covers this game. Clemson Georgia Tech's going to be bad. Question so Diego. Bad. Georgia so Tech's going to be. Uh, I'm not. I'm betting more against Georgia Tech than I am for. Yeah. The same way. <laughs> And Will taking Georgia Tech gives me confidence. Right. <laughs> Mr. Honestly, I have less Mr. Nebraska, Nebraska minus 13 and a half was well, a lot. I week. just said every I would take Clemson, but I'm not going against Diego the Seal. Yeah. Well, uh, you and Diego, y'all can go kiss in a corner. <laughs> I'd love to pet a seal. I bet you would. I bet you I bet you'd want to swim with one also. Well, that'd be kind of scary. Well, you know the you know who's 
favorite food is a seal. Mm-hmm. Great white sharks. They love to eat seals. That's their favorite snack. Really? So I could just see you putt putting around in the water with a seal and then chomp. You'd love to see that, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a seal. I would like to see a seal next to you get eaten. <laughs> that would be funny. But you'd be safe. Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm safe in that fantasy. All right, Thomas, did you have any other locks of the week besides LSU? No, I like LSU. What's your lock of the week? Will, do you have a lock of the week? Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. All right. I've never been more excited for a bet in my life. Um, I've already put I've already put a sizable chunk of change on this. Yeah, I, I already mean, know what I, it is. I may go back and put more. Tulsa minus six and a half against Wyoming. Lock it up. Take it to the bank. Don't put your mortgage on this one. This we're, this isn't even a mortgage lock of the week. This is a 401k lock of the week. Take it all out. Put it on this game. Go home a happy man. Tulsa minus six and a half is winning this game against Wyoming. 88% of the bets have, have been placed on Tulsa. I don't like when, it, when the public's that heavy, but I like when Vegas likes the bet. 95% of the money's on Tulsa. Everyone's putting money on Tulsa. Uh, this game opened at one and a half. Wyoming just had so many players leave the program last year. Them, along with Hawaii, are going to be in, in a running for worst teams in the country. Um, I'm betting against Wyoming more than I'm betting with Tulsa. Okay. I don't think Wyoming. I don't think Wyoming can stay within a touchdown. Awesome. That might like be lock of the year. I might have to put some money on Tulsa as well. Um, I have a tidbit for y'all. Uh, one that hits close to home. Um, Ole Miss is 21 and a half point favorite against Tulsa. I mean, excuse me, against Troy. Wrong T. Ole Miss does play Tulsa later on. Ole Miss is 21 and a half point favorite against Troy. Vegas loves that half point. Uh, 90% of the money is on Troy to cover 21 and a half. Um, Ole Miss so covered. Take that for what it's worth. That's money, not bets, Thomas. Yep. I know. I, I couldn't remember if I said it or not. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. It was a good reminder. Uh, a new segment we have is we're each going to pick one underdog that we love this week, and we're going to combine it into a money line parlay. Um, this is Addison's idea, and I absolutely love it. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, so since Addison was the one to help this idea, I would love him to start. All right. Temple and Duke. Temple is plus seven against Duke. I don't think Duke's going to be good. Temple, I don't know. They seem to win some games every year. I don't really know. They just went to their first bowl game ever in, like, 2011. But they seem to always win six games. They're only a seven-point underdog. I'll take them. All right. Will? You go first. I'm, uh, I was going to do – I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more creative. You're you know what you're thinking? Okay. So, yeah. I want, I'm going to mention a game we haven't really talked about yet. But uh, the third team in Mississippi that we haven't mentioned yet, Southern Miss, the three-and-a-half-point underdog a good versus one. Liberty at home. Liberty's losing a lot. I think they relied a ton on the talent of the week, Willis, who I would be a starting NFL quarterback here in the next year or two. Um, Southern Miss returned a lot of guys. They also had a lot of success in the transfer portal with small Miss guys that I'm sure people that are familiar with this podcast are familiar with some guys that are going to be on that team. I love Southern Miss plus three and a half, and I love it money line as well. Oh, I like that. I like that. Hmm. Right, real quick, real quick. Y'all both said y'all liked Illinois this week, didn't y'all? 
Yes. All right. Cole's not on the show. We'll let Cole's underdog be Illinois. I forgot. Money line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've got – and I'm also – I'm going to put $10 on this, whatever we come up with. And with – you're saying, yeah, underdog is someone that wins outright, correct? Outright. Outright winner. Um, You know, I think this could count as an upset too because – but I'm going to keep, keep with my underdog. The the real University of Texas, UTSA, hosts number 24 Houston in the Alamodome. I think the Roadrunners pull off a mild upset. It's only a four – they're only a four-and-a-half-point dog, but, I mean, with all the hype Houston's getting, some people are thinking they could be the, the 12-0 and 0 type team to push for a playoff spot. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a big Roadrunner. Do you think UTSA beats Houston? I do. I hate that. I hate that. You just ruined this underdog parlay for me. Well, I'm I liked them all. I like to see how much the parlay would be. I liked all the picks. I liked all of them, and then you gave me that after I've been hyping up Houston earlier on in the show. I think Houston's yeah. going to. I think Houston wins the American. I just think they're playing in the Alamodome. All the Roadrunners are going to be out, and they're, you know, they're going to be meet meeping. It's, it's. I like UTSA. Sorry. Well, I'm looking about how much the uh, I'm looking how much the parlay would be. Southern Miss, I even get that. The other, the other, I'm not picking it, but the other game just to keep an eye on for a, maybe a major upset. Whenever Iowa plays one of the Dakota schools, that always gets interesting, and they host the Jackrabbits at 11 a.m. I think Iowa's going to be solid, so I don't think South Dakota State pulls it off, but you always got to watch those. And pull, and then we'll set UTSA, so we're going to do it. Okay. So, that parlay, you put $10 on it, you win 250 I like it. Whoa. Well, right. you have $10 to spare. Yeah, it's $10. I'll do it. It's on. Let's do it. Done. I'm going to use my free play. <laughs> put all of your free play on it. I, I put a lot of free play on, on Tulsa. Yeah, that was the only, that, was, that was really the only way I could um, convince myself to risk as much money as, be, as it's being missed, is a lot of it is free play. Yeah. Well, you want to close this out? I've never done this before, so <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. So, we'll I mean, just tell everyone to follow us. On social media, follow us on social media, everybody. What else do I ask? Ask them to watch. Ask them to like and subscribe to like our subscribe to our YouTube and uh, Spotify. Yep, you heard him. Anything else okay. I should say? Oh, uh, and tell them we'll see them next week. We will see y'all next week.